Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us, too. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're going to talk about a woman who took something we've all been in touch with that's the mississippi red dirt particularly there in the delta and has turned it into a beautiful work of art joining us today is kendra reed she is the founder of delta dirt shirts great name hey kendra hey good afternoon how are you i am doing so well i love the name delta dirt shirts and in fact rhino our producer and i have been stalking y'all's face uh instagram for a while now wondering the inspiration behind your art that's turned into a clothing line so kendra how did this get started yeah actually i borrowed the idea from hawaii i was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to go to hawaii and they had these dirt shirts they called them red dirt shirts they had them all over the islands and they would you know just have these wonderful designs and when i came home i'm thinking you know those are really cool dirt shirts because you could take a little piece of hawaii home with you but i thought you know mississippi we have that beautiful red dirt but more importantly we grow the cotton here so i'm thinking gosh it just kind of makes sense and i would call it delta dirt shirt and i would use local artist to do the design and you know you know three years later now we have a line how about that <laughs> you have a line and it's beautiful and the funny thing is if they're watching over at supertalktv.com i've got the wonderful photo of you you're wearing it and some of the other things dyed in it it is that beautiful sort of dinge is not the right word kendra but sort of dinge to it that we all know if we've played in it or got our ruined clothes in it and you've done it intentionally with so much more style let me just say so how does it work how do you do it to stay and to look good yeah i think of it like an easter egg so the first thing i do is i wash the shirts to make them because they have starch and stuff in them and then i put them in soda ash and i soak them for a little while and then i take them out and then i soak them in the mud and that's the fun part where you just kind of get them in the mud and stir them up real good and then after that i use vinegar i soak them again a third time this time in vinegar and then I go ahead and just wash them so the color you see is the color it stays. So when you buy the dirt shirt, it doesn't fade. That's the color that it's going to be like. Just like an Easter egg, you use vinegar. How about that? That's really <laughs> cool. And then so the third part of this is you've got Mississippi artists to sort of jump on board and to have their own sort of uh, artwork there on the back of your creations and sort of brand it themselves. But sticking with the Delta Dirt shirt brand, how do you seek out your artists? I mean, I would think anyone would want to jump on this opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, yeah, I would love to have more artists involved. I've been talking with other artists, so I'm certainly interested in, in art that works well with screen printing because I think I love the feel of a screen printed shirt. It seems to last longer than some of the other ways that they can put color in shirts. But, uh, Drew Harris is one of my uh, favorites. He did the first two designs, the Mighty Mississippi with the shape of the state and also the Crossroads guitar. And he's done a lot of murals around Vicksburg. And, of course, I'm out of Vicksburg. And so be able to use a local artist is a huge coup. I love that for him and for us that we're able to, like, have his art all over all over Mississippi. So that's super fun. Um, another artist that I use, um, he Don Jacobs is his name, and he did the murals in the Governor's Mansion. He did two designs. He did the Steamboat. And he also did the Greetings from Mississippi guitar, which has a fabulous little story to it. Um, that's a real guitar that actually played on stage. So that's pretty fun. So I'm very, pl- I'm very pleased to have those artists want to participate with the Dirt Shirts. Well, Kendra, if we have many artists maybe listening to Good Things who want to jump in or sort of have their moment with the Dirt Shirt, I mean, is there a way to connect with you or is there, you know, some way to sort of put their call out to be a part of it? Yeah, absolutely. You, I do have an Instagram account and a Facebook account and also on my website. And just contact us through that, just deltadirtshirt.com. And then I can, I can, you know, if I can see their work and kind of get a feel for what they're doing, I'm always looking for new designs and things that are iconically Mississippi. I love that when it's iconic Mississippi where a Mississippian's going to want to wear it or someone who's moved away from home. They've moved away from Mississippi and they miss it. And this is just that little piece of home with them. So anything iconic is kind of what I'm looking for. So yeah, with, if it falls within those ranges and also a limit of four colors, <laughs> just because the screen printing process only allows for that many colors, then we're in good business. So I am looking for artists. So I would love it if you just blew up my email with artists. That'd be fabulous. <laughs> well, so the, you soak it in the dirt. That's what makes it so special and has that beautiful color that, again, we all sort of uh, know and love and hate. Let's be honest, if we're the one washing the clothes, this is intentional, yes. not, not if you're just out yes. there playing with it. Um, so do you have like just, you know, buckets of dirt sitting at home or do you have the perfect place outside, you know, your your back porch that you go and leave the shirts overnight? I'm very interested in how the mud bath works. Yeah, so that's a funny thing. So I was in Vicksburg and I was looking all over the place and I couldn't find it. I was driving to construction sites and wherever they were do, you know, m- m- making muddy messes or wherever and I just couldn't find it. I'm like, where's this red dirt? I can't, I know I've seen it. Where is it? I went home and it was in my front yard. It was literally by my mailbox, and I just started laughing, and I went, well, okay, there you go. <laughs> so I pull it out of my front yard, basically. It's really not a big deal. Eventually, did I did find another construction site that had a lot of red dirt, and I said, hey, I love the color of your dirt. Can I have some? He said, oh, yeah, knock yourself out. Have as much as you want. I don't think he realized what I was doing with his precious mud. <laughs> no, and I think that's probably not a question that a lot of construction sites get asked often. You know, can I have your scraps? Do you need their leftover wood, whatever it may be. But can I have your your red, specifically your red dirt? So how long does the process take from start to finish? I mean, these are hand dyed with Mississippi dirt, so it's not like they can be, you know, mass produced quickly, or maybe you figured out a process. Mm-hmm. So what's the time it takes to sort of get a shirt to finish? It really takes about three days because it needs to soak. It needs to soak and let that stain really just kind of take hold. And then by the time I get it screen printed, that's maybe another couple of days. So I would say a week 
it's, it's a precious week before I can have a shirt ready for you to wear. Yeah. 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 So that's even special, too. It's a whole pro. It is a work of art by the time you actually get this, you know, particular particular shirt. Where can we get them, Kendra? I know you have your social media accounts. You mentioned you're out of Vicksburg. I see you at a wonderful, um, it looks like a vendor booth of some kind in your photo. So where yeah. where do you pop up? Where can folks get their Delta Dirt shirt? Yeah, so on my website is probably the easiest way because you'll have all the varieties and all the sizes. So DeltaDirtShirt.com is where you'll find me. And then also all over the town. So I like to sell at wholesale boutiques or wholesale accounts so that the local businesses, like if you're in Tupelo or if you're in Gulfport or wherever you are, that if those uh, your your local boutiques find me at the wholesale market, then they can have them and you can kind of try them on and take a look at the size. They don't shrink. But, you know, some people like to, like, look at the different sizes before they choose. So I am try to have them all over the state uh, by virtue of the wholesale markets. Now, I have been at Canton Market, which is fabulous. And um, sometimes I'll pop up at a farmer's market. But for the most part, I have done some consignment malls as well. And I'm happy to uh, talk to consignment malls if they're interested in carrying the dirt shirts there. So every town has a different place, whether it be a consignment mall or a wholesale boutique. That's why online is probably the safest bet. If you're if you're serious that you need one, I'm you know, maybe just go to the website. It might be easier. I offer free shipping anyway. So <laughs> I love this idea, too. If you're looking for that special gift for someone who, you know, grew up in Mississippi, has roots here, but maybe has gone somewhere else, this is a perfect kind of way to let Mississippi go with them. Um, but then also for anyone who just loves our state dearly, I think it's, I just think it's super cool. You hit, you know, we all wear shirts and, you know, so many have Mississippi influence, but this is just such a unique sort of, um, sort of take on it, Kendra. So you got any plans to make art out of our other elements? I can't think. <laughs> you, know. you know, I have people telling me, do you have any other color dirt? I'm like, well, I'm looking for it, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, that is definitely Mississippi is red. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I probably would more expand maybe instead of just shirts. I've been thinking about a dirt bag, and I'm trying to think of how to say something fun with a dirt bag because uh, I think that would be fun. So i probably more extend the clothing line than I would the color or the dirt, even though everything comes out that beautiful peachy color. It's a peach, you know what? Peachy is better than dingy. I, that was such a bad right. recitation. No, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you know how it is if you've got your favorite, like if your kid goes and wears their favorite clothes and comes back muddy, you're like, ah, why'd you wear those britches? You know, you're never going to be right. able to to get them but this is intentional so this is and this is too is a conversation piece so where can we find you Kendra I think it's it's super cool idea oh well thank you so much yeah you know I think they should actually make a Boys uh, and girls baseball uniforms out of the red dirt. They make every mom so happy. It's like, oh, go ahead, hon. Go ahead. Just slide. You slide into third base. It'll be fine. <laughs> I totally agree. So where all yeah. are you? You have your websites and Instagram and Facebook, correct? Yeah, those are the three best places to reach me. Yeah, DeltaDirtShirt.com. All right, Kendra, I truly appreciate your time here on Good Things Today. Keep up the good work. If you come up with a catchy title for your dirt bag, <laughs> let us know. You got it. And hey, thank you so much for the shout out. All righty. You guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. But I can only get so fancy. Got a little dirt on my boots. But I'm taking you uptown tonight. Might have a little mud on my wheels. But they gonna shine with you up inside. Gonna hit the club. Gonna cut a rug. Burn it up like neon lights. Might have a little dirt on my boots. But we're gonna dance the dust right off them. Tonight. Got a little 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. show with music around dirt <laughs> i could you really could i was like what great music for our guests who just joined us don't forget you can watch good things on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices even youtube you can now watch good things live on ceasefire tv if you've got that it's on channel 70 right next to the weather channel which would say it feels a little more like summer out there today than spring but such is life and it's going to bounce back and so enjoy it while you can enjoy it while you can too to register for superstar morgan wallen again he is coming to oxford you probably know that by now he's coming in april late april but you've got until now until i guess the first of april to register to win two sweet seat tickets uh there for the sunday april the 23rd show at vault hemingway uh, stadium you can go to many different places around the state uh, to register you can go to supertalk.fm slash morgan wallen for the full list but you can also pop into little caesar's pizza in brookhaven southern business supply in meridian tech of the town in hazelhurst and there's a lot more and this is all brought to you by our great sponsors first south farm credit king's daughters medical center jumpstart test prep and toyota of brookhaven and if you did miss our great guest who just joined us miss kendra reed of vicksburg who created the delta dirt shirts yes it's made out of mississippi dirt uh, then you can always catch it back on super talk's youtube page up about an hour or so after after good things and I love someone on the C Spire text line that said she should sponsor a little league team and name it Dirtbacks. <laughs> because, I mean, every when I first read this, and I don't remember if I found it or you found it first, Rhino, on Instagram and looking at them, it is a she makes the dirt such a prettier color, more attractive color than when you roll around in it or accidentally fall into it or get it scuffed up on your shoes. And, you know, really, even though it's very Mississippi and it's iconic, it's our red dirt. We all have it in some capacity, no matter where you're listening to, maybe less on the Gulf Coast, but especially as you're getting more sort of north and central and you cuss at it like it's part of us, but it doesn't come out very easily. It's not something that just washes on out, hence why she can stain a bunch of shirts with it. But she has found a way to embrace it. I think the difference is with with hers, it's so uniform and even. It's a, it's a nice even coloration versus if you're just got your lily white baseball pants on and slide into second, and now you got a streak o orange that's yeah. always going to be slightly off white, no matter how many times you hit it with the bleach. Correct. And you're gonna, but from the player standpoint, you remember that day. You remember that game. It was kind of like a scar on your uniform that you admire, and your mom just looks at it as a failure on her part to not be able to completely get it out. No, I feel like the real little league softball, whatever moms and dads and whoever's doing the laundry out there, they just accept what they accept, and they just look. It was washed. It was dried. It is what it is. You get out there and, you know, you play and you sort of you do your best. I love, though, how our creatives in Mississippi can take something that we, again, cuss mostly because it, it stains and create and see something sort of beautiful out of it. I think, too, about the lady who made um, the magnolias out of the out of the oyster shells and how that took off. And that was just real creative. We've just got some 
creatives all over the state that just do some really neat stuff. I noticed, too, on her website that she's part of Genuine Mississippi, which also does a great job of collecting all of Mississippi's creatives that is um, made or uh, sold or whatever it is right here in Mississippi in one in one great spot. So kudos to her. That was just a really, a really cool story. Okay, everybody switches over phones every so often. I think, Rhino, you may have held on for having a phone the longest than anyone I know in terms of generation of smartphones. How oh, long yeah. did you have your last one? I had mine for the better part of eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us are on like a two to three, maybe three year cycle. I'm curious if someone out there would have had the same phone for eight years or longer. You can let us know. I would imagine if you're still rocking the flip phone, while it may not be the exact same flip phone itself, you've probably had a flip phone for a minute now. Yeah, well, okay, that's fair. So if you never bought into... If you never felt the need to get on the internet with your phone. Then you may beat Rhino. You may beat Rhino in terms of how long you've actually had your phone. And so many would say that there's conspiracies out there. And, you know, once it hits the two or three Planned mark, obsolescence. It starts to get slower and the battery fails and you're forced to get a new one. And it's possible or they're daintier than they used to be. And then after... You know, two to three years of just you where you using it and dropping it and all the things you you need to upgrade. Well, or? I mean, there's some hard science to say they're daintier than they used to be. I mean, you go back to the old faceplate Nokia. You could use that thing as a makeshift hockey puck on concrete floors, and it'd be totally fine. It'd still make a phone call, screen still working, everything. Whereas these iPhones are made of glass. Unless you pay an extra 50, 60 bucks for the case yes. and drop it, that glass, it's going to break at some point. It's going to break, and it's sad day and, and all the things. Okay. Well, all this to say, most of us get a phone and we do what? We use it. Now, for whatever reason, you probably have old phones, old phone boxes, all the things still stuck somewhere for whatever. You just can't let them go. You can't get rid of them. It's this awkward thing. You can clean those out. Nobody's coming back for the boxes. You're not going to need the instruction manual. Go ahead and, you know. But the boxes are so cool. They are, but they're not good for anything. Release them. Recycle them. Whatever you need to do, clear out that drawer next next to your bed or your little junk drawer and sort of get them out. But most of us don't buy one and never use it. Most of us don't right. like keep one in like the factory sealed. In fact, you don't you can't really even do that anymore because when you go to upgrade your smartphone, they take it out of the package for you because they transfer all your stuff over and do a whole thing. Well, somewhere somebody had a factory sealed first generation iPhone and they put it up for auction. You know what it went for? I've seen the story, but I can't remember what it went for. Sixty three thousand dollars. It's a lot of money for an out-of-date phone. <laughs> for why exactly? Is it considered a? It's probably considered well, just like now? anything else for collectors. <laughs> Two thousand and seven. It's new in box, and that's a big deal. I mean, you look at toys like action figures. There are tons of people growing up that have action figures. That yeah, you could if you had the right ones, you might could make a little money reselling it. Mm-hmm. But the nostalgia from your childhood probably outweighs its value unless you were a collector when you were a kid and you've got that random Darth Vader that's still in the package and the package looks good, 
that, for whatever reason, to collectors makes the value go way up. So it was a 2007 original iPhone. It went for $63,356.40. I wonder, I wonder what the next bid was for them to like have that kind of combination to, to outbid. Um, but the d- original owner, her name was Karen, she received it as a gift in 2007, decided to leave it in the box because she had just gotten a new phone and didn't need to replace it. So that's why she held on to it. And she operates a tattoo shop in New Jersey, and she became interested in the value of vintage phones when she heard about another unopened iPhone selling for 40000 What kind of... What jobs do you people have to go around and just spend 63 Gs on unopened iPhone boxes? Like, come on, you probably have the most updated, technologically advanced phone anyway, if you got that kind of cash. Why do you? And then do you open it or do you just put it back in a vault for when, you know, humans leave the earth and come back again and need to need to know how it how it all happened? I don't know. Well, that's a whole different debate with the with the collector circles, because you have some people that will spend all that money. To get something new in box just so they can open it and relive what it was like to open it. I don't understand doing that with a phone. I can kind of wrap my head around that. Like, I was never one of the kids that had the gigantic G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. But if somebody won the lottery and gifted me one new in box, it'd be a lot of fun to take that out of the box. Mm-hmm. So the original, so here, now this will hurt your feelings. If you if you bought a new iPhone recently, or a smartphone, they're all outrageous at this point. You just go and hold your breath for what you paid for it. The original was $500. Fast forward, what, seven, 2007, math is hard. We're looking at 17, I don't know, not even 20 years yet. And it has tripled, if not quadrupled in price. Uh, but it's got so many more bells and whistles. But does it? The camera is all... For me, that's gotten better in my humble. I do the same things on the original one that I do on this one, except I do appreciate, you know, the the. I mean, the processor's and gotten faster. The battery life's gotten longer. The screen has a higher resolution. She is going to invest her proceeds back into her tattoo shop. So there you go. Not a bad investment. Technically, she didn't pay anything for it. It was a gift. Here is your wisdom for the day. If you're gifted a phone in a box. And you already got a working one? Just put it away for 10 or 15 years and see what you can get for it. I don't think you'll get 60 grand for it. <laughs> no, I think that was probably a one and done. And they're having buyer's remorse, I guarantee you. But you'll have no remorse sticking with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, no. 
gotta let it say it. Is he gonna make it? Come on, get ready in your car. Ready. Let it out. Sorry to let you down on the sing. <laughs> but I know you are. There's just some songs. You just need to sing them out loud from deep down and just let it out. Thank you, Rhino. Don't forget, you can listen to good things on supertalk.fm. You can listen to us. We're streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app, and you can also find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Our guest, Colin, had no idea he was being set up for that kind of introduction today, but he's the director of School of Music there at the University of Southern Miss, so he could appreciate, I guess, a good Aretha moment. Um, and they've got plans. They're going to do a lot of upgrading there at the Bennett Auditorium on campus, thanks to a new grit. So wake, welcome, Colin. Thank you, Rebecca. My pleasure to be here. And I can't think of a better way to be welcomed than with a little Aretha. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. I don't know if she ever made it to sing or perform there at, at Southern Miss, but she would have been awesome there at the auditorium had she ever had the chance. So this is cool. Congratulations. This is a big deal. So tell us what the university is getting to preserve the history there. Well, thanks so much for that. And it is wonderful news uh, that we received and... Um, it's a, it's a grant through the Mississippi Department of Archives and History uh, in the amount of about $235,000. And um, it's meant to do some preservation work that needs to go on, a little bit of, of uh, remodeling that needs to go on in Bennett so that it can uh, continue to serve as a centerpiece uh, here on our campus. Uh, we're going to do some plaster work inside of the building. We're going to look at redoing some of the windows in the building that are kind of uh, single pane and, you know, letting a bunch of moisture and, and air and all that kind of stuff pass through them. Um, and there's some electrical work that needs to be done as well. So we're going to try to stretch that $235,000 as far as we can. So you would have only gotten this if it would have been a historical building. So I was reading where Bennett Auditorium opened back in 1930. Kind of set the stage for us on campus in the 30s. What, what was sort of the purpose or the envision behind it um, back then? So Bennett Auditorium has always been uh, sort of a multi-purpose facility for us. Um, and, it, and it was that way uh, at that time as well. It is the kind of the largest gathering space on campus that's of that nature, an auditorium-style gathering space where, uh, where we host lectures, and they would have hosted at that time lectures, um, as well as a bunch of musical performances throughout the years. In fact, um, uh, very soon after it opened, it, it uh, played host to the uh, John Philip Sousa Band while he was a conductor of that group. Um, and uh, has, has played host to many, many uh, fabulous performers uh, and artists since its inception, but also, you know, wonderful speakers and, you know, our university forum uh, and our Honest College forum, they all, uh, they all use that space uh, for, for their lectures and, and that sort of thing. Um, so it's really a, it's a really a wonderful space, uh, and multi-purpose for academic purposes as well as musical purposes. And you have to think these things need a little bit of, uh, facelift over the years. She's pushing a hundred now, which is kind of crazy uh, to think about and all the history and all that she has seen. As the director of School of Music, how do you guys still, um, utilize that space? Do you still host performances or have future performances that will be there? Absolutely. It is central to our performance offerings in the music school. It is the home of the University of Southern Mississippi uh, Symphony Orchestra, 
And uh, so although their upcoming concert, which is actually tonight, um, is not there, it's going to be at Main Street Baptist because the stage is, is just not large enough here at Bennett for what they're doing, uh, most of their performances do indeed happen in Bennett Auditorium. Um, also, our university bands use it very frequently. Um, and in fact, several recordings of the University of Southern Mississippi Wind Ensemble uh, from where, uh, the days of Dr. Tom Friskillo, our director of bands emeritus, and as well Dr. Catherine Rand, our current director of bands, have been recorded live on that stage, um, and they've been released on you know major record albums and those kinds of things. So uh, it's it's central to our offerings. Uh, you know, we host a, an annual set of uh, honor band events and choral clinics, and they also use that space as a, as, a, as their major performance space. So it is, it is, as I say, central to what we do uh, in the School of Music. You know, it's one of two major performance spaces that we have on campus, it and the Minoni uh, Auditorium here in the Minoni Performing Arts Center. And uh, for different reasons, people prefer different stages, and the uh, orchestra and the bands really love playing in Bennett Auditorium. If we're on campus, uh, Colin, where, where is it? I know I was a student there, but where, but where sure. is the, where's the auditorium? Absolutely. The, the auditorium's in the heart of campus, right behind the main administration building, the dome building, directly behind it, and um, is one of the historic buildings there located central to campus, easy to get at for all, uh, all of the folks on campus. There's, there's pretty convenient parking, um, so it's, it's really centrally located, and uh, I particularly like the fact that our major kind of musical endeavors happen right in the heart of our campus. Absolutely. And how long do you think the renovations will take? Well, we're still working on the on the exact calendar for uh, for how all that's going to go. Um, the estimates that I have heard are that it could be down for uh, for these renovations for as long as six months from the time that they begin. Um, so we're we're hopeful that we can work out a, a calendar uh, with the with the tradespeople who are going to come in and do this work. Uh, where you know we can we can still make use of the facility uh, periodically while that work is ongoing, um, and uh, we hope to to have a, a an idea about when that work is going to start here in the next few weeks. Um, but it's a it's a major undertaking, and so uh, and with a facility that's used as heavily as Bennett Auditorium is, you know we want to be careful about when that work happens uh, uh, to make sure that the impact of the campus is minimized. Well, I hope she gets a facelift, but not too much has changed. I think on all of our universities, one of the best things to preserve is the historic charm that comes with the, the rich history that's in so many of the buildings that also gives all the universities their unique sort of character and, you know, um, I guess charm, too, when you're going to visit or walking about campus. Uh, there's something cool to know that you're a part of 100-plus years or, or whatever it may be. And so that's, that's the Bennett Auditorium to me. It was, it's a beautiful building. I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, to be able to tell our students who are, you know, they're preparing now for concerts that they're going to give next week, uh, that they're, you know, performing in a band on stage the same way that Sousa's band performed on that stage 100 years ago. I mean, that's just really, really cool. And, uh, of course, this money, you know, would not at all uh, be used to change anything, you know, in any kind of uh uh, huge kind of altering way. It, it, it's to preserve what's there and make sure that it continues to be preserved uh, for a long time. If anyone wants to see the list of upcoming performances out of the School of Music there at the university, Colin, where do they go? Uh, 
usm.edu slash music. And uh, there's a calendar there that you can see any of our upcoming events. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. And Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> Which they're going to go tonight against, I think, was it State? They're here in Central to play a little baseball. But, you know, I'll leave that up to the experts coming up next on Sports Talk. But the Community Heritage uh, Preservation Grant Program, it was established back in 2001. It has provided over $56 million to help restore roughly 400 schools, courthouses, and other historic properties located in communities throughout Mississippi. That's just the Bennett Auditorium is the latest or one of the latest uh, here. And I think it's cool. I mean, again, you don't want to see those old buildings. It's it's more than just a building on our campuses or in our communities. Uh, it's part of our history, and it's the charm and it's the uniqueness. They don't make they don't make buildings like they used to. Let me just no. let me just say like that. If you thought about like a traditional craftsman, if you're thinking about like all the the um, woodwork and the detail, and then the stonework and all the things that go into some of the, have went into some of these buildings. If you were to have to pay someone or to do that today, it would be a lot more expensive. Well, that's the fascinating thing about old buildings, especially the older the building gets, is it's a it's a time capsule in a way, as it it's a glimpse back into the past at how they built the building, what the architects were thinking about when they designed the building, what its uses were and how that's changed. All those things tell a story. Absolutely. It's why I fell in love with a mantle. It was hand-hewn, and the way the guy sold it to me was like, that's back when trees were trees and men were men. <laughs> and if you even know anything about the hewning process of wood, you wouldn't want to do it very long. But that's how they built log cabins, and that's how they built uh, things back in the day. So it should be respected and preserved when appropriate. But stick with us. we got more for you up next. Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. And where down we go? Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us live on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You can also head over to supertalk.fm to subscribe to Supertalk Mississippi News. This week in Mississippi Newsletter, you'll get the news stories you need to know from the most powerful name in Mississippi News delivered to your email inbox. It's free to sign up, so just go to supertalk.fm slash newsletter. On the C Spire text line, Wilson from Greenwood Rhino said, I run over my phone every eight months, so he congratulated you for keeping yours for about eight years. If you missed this story, an original iPhone went in the factory box, went for like $63,000, which I feel like that may be one of the only left on the planet or very few. Far between. Most folks don't 
they keep the box, they just don't necessarily leave the phone. But when you think about the functions of the iPhone from 2007 till now, there's like an app for everything. And I feel like that more people are trying to figure out like an app for that. And so I read this one and it leave it to the Chinese. I probably shouldn't leave with that, but leave it to the Chinese to come up with an app. (laughs) That's like, I'm not sure if it's family friendly, but we're going to roll with it. They are selling a remote kissing device designated to allow long distance Distance couples the ability to share their smooches via a cell phone app. So, <laughs> feels like a subplot from a Big Bang Theory episode. I feel like somebody is working really hard to keep that relationship um, alive and <laughs> and well. But it is it's the remote kiss device. They spend a lot of time. I don't even want to picture what this thing looks like. I'll have to send it to you. That's part of the non-friendly family-friendly part, and it was created by a vocational institute of mechatronic technology, and it uses a set of silicone lips to replicate, and you get to, like, d- determine, <laughs> determine determine how your, you know, kiss whip suits so very... Indivi- you tweak the settings. You tweak the settings. It's individualized, and that way, when two... <laughs> You got a program in the two, nipples you enjoy, and yeah. Two distant lovers can feel like they're more at home while they're far away. With they just have to download the app, get the the yeah. The apparatus. The apparatus. This is going downhill fast, but you know what? It's a forty-one dollar device. It is available on a Chinese shopping site. If you need, <laughs> I bet now it will all come up on our Facebook ads before the end of the day and so again just letting you know that there's an app for that i've never personally ordered anything off of wish but i have friends who have and uh (laughs) that's like playing a really weird form of the lottery you'll order one thing and you'll get something that looks roughly like that and probably wasn't intended to do what you bought it for so they actually was able to patent the device in 2019, but the patent expired in 2023. That seems like a really short patent. And so now they're hoping other designers will be able to improve on the product. And the rest So it's an open source makeout apparatus. Absolutely. Stanley and says, I guess you could tell someone to kiss your tushy uh, on, you know. <laughs> I just feel like um just things that maybe should have never been didn't weren't necessary uh, <clears throat> to be created. Yeah, they tried to spin this off as a thing for couples, but that sounds like the mind of a lonely single man coming up with a mechanized mouth. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to go and um, I'll tweet it out. I'm not going to put it in the good things space. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's just what you think it is, but, you know, nothing but 12-year-old boys out there in good things land, I'm sure, and so your mind goes there fast. But my thing is, imagine being, is that a conversation that you have together as a couple that we're, <laughs> because if, if your state's away. There's no romantic way to bring up, do you have your apparatus ready? <laughs> And if you get it in the mail, and it's like, I sent you some lips. I just, it's just going downhill from there. I just feel like those are, those are red flags, and we should teach our children that if a 
you know, a partner sends you that, then cut ties, change your address, change your phone number. It's not going to work. It's just, it's not looking good. It's just not looking good long term. Did you ever Although have... if you could survive getting sent that, I'm pretty sure that relationship could survive anything. This is true. This is this is very true. And if you're looking for a great way to prank <laughs> a friend around an anniversary or Valentine's Day next year. There's a $40 mechanized mouth. You can send them. <laughs> it is what it is. I didn't lie. Interesting. Stick with us. You got more coming up next. There's a big ball game happening uh, tonight here in Central Mississippi, and the boys will cover it uh, on Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.